Hey, No Limits listeners, welcome to another RJ Answers. We're about to hear from 26-year-old Vanessa. She's the owner of her own fabric agency here in New York. She also drives an Uber because she needs that money to help her right now. She launched her company about two years ago, and she knows she wants to grow. She knows she wants to be bigger. She knows that she needs to be bigger in order to stop driving that Uber. How is she going to get there? Here's our conversation. Hi, it's Rebecca Jarvis. You're joining us live on No Limits RJ Answers. How are you? Hi, Rebecca. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So so tell me a little bit about yourself. My name is Vanessa. Um, I'm calling from New York, and I'm 26 years old. I run a fabric agency uh, here in Midtown, New York. We represent mills um, from Italy, India, and Spain, and we showcase the collection, the fabric collections to contemporary brands here in New York. I work with Calvin Klein, with um, Tori Birch, with Alice and Olivia. Um, I feel like I'm on the right path. I, you know, I've, I have a small office, and the doors seem to be opening, and I do get orders. However, it's not enough to sustain myself, and I do have to Uber drive to support uh the operation and also my life. So although it looks glamorous, I wonder, am I on the right path? And Vanessa, first of all, congratulations. You've already taken that first step. And those names you mentioned, Calvin Klein, Tori Birch. I don't know if you happen to hear our episode with Tori, but obviously yeah. those are some really big names to have in your world. Thank you. Step number one is looking good. So tell me, how long ago did you start this venture? February 2016. Okay, so not that long ago. Did you, when you set out, did you have specific and explicit goals for yourself? And how far off of those goals are you right now? To be honest, I I had, the only goal I had was um, I, I wanted to be my own boss. And I knew that I saw that there was a big void in the textile world, the textile agency world. I, there most of them are very established and kind of don't be uh, emerging designers, you know, with the, with like the respect that I think we all deserve when we're starting out. And I knew I can be of help. So my goal was to start a company where I can help designers, you know, younger designers get fabrics as well as bringing new and innovative mills to these big brands as well. So that was my main goal, and I think I am doing it. Um, my, my Another big goal was that I want to be the first millionaire in my family, and I'm very far from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, that's a big goal, right? Uh, huge yeah. goal. So it's going to take time either way to get to an objective mm-hmm. like that. What do you mm-hmm. think it is that's keeping you from scaling the business more than what you'd like? So I've asked around um, – And I think that when it comes to the textile industry, like, for example, the fabric buyer of a big company like Tory Burch, they it's it's a risk to give someone um, like me a big order without knowing how we work. And, you know, one season or two seasons isn't enough for them to make that risk, because if something doesn't go as planned, you know, 
they don't blame Tori wouldn't blame um, me. They right. probably blame the fabric buyer. I understand that it's it's just a matter of building and luck and time. You raise a really interesting point, because if the business model in your head is about supplying to these mega designers, and you mentioned you mm-hmm. want to also help supply to the younger up and coming designers. But if, you know, getting that those big deals done comes down to dealing with the big guns and the big players in the industry, and mm-hmm. they're not necessarily on board with it, then I think you should be thinking about, and it sounds like you are, both A, could you change their mind? Is it about a track record? You've already done business with them. For example, mm-hmm. um, doing the business that you've done with with Calvin Klein, for example, or Tory Burch, have they have they said anything to you about if we get a track record here, we could work together longer term? Um, they've never they've never said anything like that. I think that, you know, I do get consistent orders from them, but it, it's just not it's not like I'm getting like you know, a 30,000 yard order. It's, it's just like, I think I'm, I'm very fortunate to even get something every mm-hmm. season from them. So I, I, I know, I think that's a good question for me to ask. Yeah. I think you should ask. I think one of the biggest things is you ask your biggest customers, what is the biggest impediment in your mind to doing more business, larger scale of business with me? And then you figure out whether or not it's possible and it sounds like you're a hustler and you'll make it happen no matter what if you Thank promise you. it. But you got to you got to figure out, OK, so what is my plan then to deliver and to overcome whatever hesitation they have? And once you come up with that plan, I would give myself sometimes it really helps to give yourself a timeline to say, OK, mm-hmm. in the next two years, I want to do X. And if you can make that specific plan and really Keep going back to the calendar and pushing yourself to live up to the ideal by that time frame. Then you know you've given it your absolute best shot. So either way, at the end of those two years, you can say to yourself, I know I gave it absolutely everything and now we're succeeding. Or I know I gave it absolutely everything and either my business model needs to change or Mm -hmm. I can look for something else. Okay. I'm I'm writing that down. What is the biggest impediment for a larger scale order? Yeah, because I think that's your main thing. You're getting these clients now. You've got the customers in your pipeline. The question is, how do you get them to order more? And it sounds like exactly. they're coming back as repeat customers. So they trust you, which is great news. How I mean, that's obviously the key to being a successful business. You need those repeat customers and the people to sing your yes. praises. I would yeah. ask I would ask them and then I, I'm sure you have mentors and, and people in the business. Um, have yes. you talked to them at all about what you're battling and what they think you might be able to change or tweak a little bit? So my mentor is actually the one that lends me, um, gives me a small office space. And right. um, we did recently speak about that. Um, it, it's she did say, she says that she sees that I work really, really hard. And um, it's to give myself a time frame. You know, yep. if, if one more year, if I don't see anything, then I, I you know, I'd have to reconsider what I'm going to do. But um, it almost seemed like the last conversation we had, she's like, it's just like impossible if you can't, if you wouldn't succeed, because I, I, I do the most that I can to, to get my customers trust that they need a fabric. Even if it's just a swatch, I, I'll go to them in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. 
And that's it. I mean, the successful entrepreneurs, that is the life of a successful entrepreneur. Anyone who thinks it's easy and you get to, you know, like you said, you wanted to be your own boss. But the reality is when you're your own boss, you have to be harder on yourself on some levels than anybody else ever would be. Um, I have one question for you. Yes. You know, I... I, I don't, I, it, it's unfortunate, but like I didn't start my business with like a, you know, a, a, an actual business plan. It, it came just very all, everything just came very organic, the factories, the customers. Um, and, and I don't have, you know, a business background. My parents don't have businesses. I come from very humble beginnings. So I'm just doing everything on intuition. And so I kind of, don't know how to create a business model, where can you recommend that I can find that information? Or is this something that people create like intuitively? Well, I think that there's a couple of things. First of all, there's there are so many different opinions about do you need to go to business school? Do you need to learn from the real world? It sounds like you've already learned a lot. But I think one of the keys for you, because you mentioned that you're driving the Uber, as well, and you're trying to grow the business, I think one of the keys for you is looking at the financial side of all of this. And the one thing I'm hesitant to tell you to do is to go to business school right now or to even take a business course, because it sounds like you're already working around the clock. What I would instead, Mm -hmm. if I were in your shoes, do is I would talk to other business people in your network who you trust. And I would look and think about maybe two or three of those individuals and bring to them in in the most micro detail that you can every order, the time frame of getting those orders, what goes into each one of those uh, one of those experiences and talk through that idea with somebody in your network whom you really trust. Are there people like that? Maybe this individual who has uh, shared the space with you. Yeah, it would be her. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I mean, I, I know that she's already done, you know, she's given you the space. So maybe you, are you hesitant to do that? Or have you already done that and you don't feel like you got enough information? Um, well, so we're in the same industry, but I sell fabrics and she sell, she's, She's a she runs a manufacturing business, so it's like similar customers, mm-hmm. but completely different worlds. Right. So she does the best that she can, but mm-hmm. yes, I, I I would be open to showing her all of my numbers, even though she kind of knows. And I guess figuring out a way that to better understand the smartest way to move forward. Yeah, I mean, on, I think the number one thing. To me, the number one question, you've defined what the problem is. The problem is you're not getting the big orders. You're getting Mm -hmm. regular orders, but you're not getting big orders. That is your number one thing. And Mm -hmm. you already have built these relationships. Correct. So I think the number one thing you could be spending your time on is using the relationships which you have, which are already the the kinds of things most people would covet. Tori Birch, Allison Olivia, Rachel Comey, Alexander Wang. Those are mm-hmm. amazing companies. So it's about mm-hmm. talking to the people that you deal with there and really mm-hmm. figuring out if there's a business for you to grow with them. Right. And if you come to the conclusion that there's just never going to be a way where you can do the size of orders with them, 
then you have to decide is this really should I be going for the big ones can I do I really have the ability to to spread myself thin and go with smaller scale orders with a larger net of people which obviously is going to take you a lot more time right does that make sense yeah it makes sense if you're If you are in it and you want to keep fighting the battle and give yourself another year or two years to keep Mm -hmm. fighting the battle, but ask for Mm -hmm. advice from the people whom you trust in your network and ask that question of the biggest customers that you deal with, I Mm -hmm. I think that you make that decision now where it's a question of, is this possible? And if, if it doesn't, work out, then that would be a moment for you to think, okay, maybe I want to pursue some additional education here. Okay. Does that help? I think it it helps so much. Yeah, it, it definitely put things in perspective for me. I mean, to be honest, uh, I, I don't I I don't foresee my business failing. It's just such a strong feeling of that. I have never been scared of it failing. Never. I've been scared of many things in life, but not this one. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to stick it out. But I think I just need to feel more confident when the numbers start to make more sense. Or like you said, creating a business model that, you know, I can see with dates, um, like you mentioned. So that was really helpful. For the numbers to mean something, do you know right now what numbers you would need for this to feel like a success? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty patient. I know that it takes time. Things take time, but I would like to make at least, you know, 30 K a year on my business. So I can just, so I wouldn't have to Uber anymore. Then I know, okay, I make, I can technically make a living and I can invest in more things for my business to grow right now. It's a little hard because, you know, I, I, I want to in, I would like to invest in possibly a PR team uh, for my for my company um, or invest in, you know, more travel, travel expenses to visit more factories uh, so that I can have like, you know, new things in China and Japan. But I can't do that with my business yet. Mm-hmm. So just enough money to keep on making it grow, then it would make sense for me. So one one piece of advice I have for you. If your objective Mm -hmm. is making 30K a year on the business, I think one thing that's really key is reverse engineering that. So going back and saying, all right, if I want to make 30K a year, what do I need to make every month? If I need to make this every month, how many of these deals do I need to get done? And and then Mm -hmm. you you can think through and give yourself really specific objectives because it's easy, especially when you're going it on your own, it's easy to Mm -hmm. just run in a million different directions and think, oh my gosh, I need to do everything right now. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. being more explicit about what you need to do to get to that 30K, I think is really, really important so that you're not spending your time because you don't have the time on anything that doesn't lead you at this moment to that number. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel that way. I do feel like, oh, my God, I have to do everything. I have to book appointments. I have to find new customers. I need to find new factories. And I I don't know what exactly it is that I should focus on. I think if you sit down and take Mm -hmm. an afternoon or a couple of weekends to really Mm -hmm. think through how to reverse engineer, you take that number and then Mm -hmm. you look at the next year and you map out what you need to do every month 
to get to that number, that will be a guidebook for you going forward. That sounds great. I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you I'm so glad you called in and I would love to hear from you um, in the next year and hear what ended up happening and how everything went. I think you have an, a wonderful attitude. You're Thank I know you. you're going to hate to hear this, but you're 26. So you've got a lot of road in front of you and yeah. and people with the kind of attitude that you have and the spirit that you have yeah. are successful eventually, even though it can be really frustrating along the way. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in, Vanessa, and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thank you for reaching out to me. I appreciate it. And I will keep listening to your podcast. I always listen to it when I Uber drive in the morning. Oh, I love it. Yeah, tell all your passengers. (laughs) (laughs) I will. Okay, take care, Vanessa. Bye. Good luck, Vanessa. We look forward to hearing back from you. And thanks to all of you for listening. Remember, if you have a question or a submission for our No Limits Entrepreneur of the Week, you can send it to me here at No Limits with RJ Podcast at gmail.com. Have a great weekend. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts.